John Levinson, a Bible professor at Harvard, offers this hypothetical, which is very rich. I've shared it before, but I need to share it again because it goes to the heart of the meaning of Thanksgiving. Here's the hypothetical. It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's five o'clock and you're driving to Logan Airport to do an airport pickup. And Google Maps tells you it's gonna be an hour from Newton to the airport. And you're in the middle of rush hour, the busiest day of the year. You're in the middle of the tunnel on the way to the airport and all of a sudden, the unimaginable happens. Your car just dies. And you turn the ignition furiously, still dead. You start praying to God, please, still dead. You start bargaining with God. I'll go to Morning Minion two times a week <laughs> if you get the car going, still dead. I'll throw in an Evening Minion or two, still dead. <clears throat> Cars are honking at you, drivers are shouting things at you that are unkind and you have no idea how to get your car started. Then you think, aha, this is why I have AAA, and you reach for your cell phone and it is out of juice. Help! And you don't know what to do. Just then, there's a kindly knock on the window. And the guy in the car behind you says, I see you have car trouble, may I help you? Oh, thank God. Yes, can you please get my car going again? Well, open the hood. What's a hood? <laughs> How do you open it? He says, here, here. And then he reaches in and he pushes the right lever and voila, the hood opens and he looks at your car and he says, this is no problem. We can fix this, just have a battery that died. I have a, a cable. And next thing you know, he takes out his cable, he attaches it to his car, he attaches it to your car, you follow the directions, and voila, in the middle of rush hour, in the middle of the tunnel, he performs the miracle of techiyat hametim, the resurrection of the dead. Your dead car roars back to life. And you're so grateful. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're effusive, and you say, please, what's your name? Where do you live? I want to let you know how deeply grateful to you I am. And he says, it was nothing. It was nothing. It was what anybody would do for anybody else. Have a wonderful holiday. And your car goes, and off you go, and you complete your airport pickup. That night, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, you're at the supermarket of your choice, and you take your cart to the checkout counter, and it's heaped full of groceries. And the guy right ahead of you in the checkout line has a cart heaped full of groceries. And the cashier checks him out, and after the last item is checked out, says, sir, that will be $150. And he gets his wallet, and he says, oh my God, I left my credit cards at home. All I have is cash. I have... $130. And she says, okay, so what do you want to remove from these bags of groceries? And you're right behind him, and you see that it is the person 
who helped you out of your jam in the tunnel. It's the same person who helped you out of the jam in the tunnel. And here's John Levinson's question. If you are a good and decent person, what do you do? Obviously, the only answer. There's one answer, the only answer, is you take out $20 and you get him out of his jam, he got you out of your jam, you get him out of his jam, you give him $20, he pays for all of his groceries, and he goes home and has a nice holiday. Anybody would do that. Now, here is the point of the hypothetical. John Levinson asked the question, why is it that it's obvious, just obvious? Why is it that it is clear just clear that the only answer to that question, if you're behind the person who doesn't have enough money in that circumstance is to give him $20. And here's John Levinson's point. Gratitude, gratitude is not only a feeling. Gratitude is not primarily a feeling. Gratitude is about deed. You're grateful for something. Now, what do you do to show it? And John Levinson teaches this story as part of the theology of the Torah, that this story cuts to the heart of the relationship between God and the Jewish people in the Torah, which is God is always doing favors for the Jewish people, excepting the 400 years of slavery in Egypt. After that, God is always doing favors for the Jewish people, and it's not enough to feel grateful, it's what we do about it. So God takes us out of Egypt so that we can serve God. God gives us the Torah at Sinai so that we can do the mitzvot of the Torah. God gives us the land of Israel so that we can create a just and ethical society. It's never just about gratitude. Gratitude is only the beginning. It's what we do about what we are grateful for. Now. That leads us to this very beautiful time of year, Thanksgiving. Many of us have a tradition around our Thanksgiving table of going around and sharing what we're thankful for, what we're grateful for. And that's a beautiful tradition. But John Levinson, his Torah would invite us to add an extra dimension and to add an extra question, which is, what do we do about what it is that we're grateful for. If we're grateful for something, if we're grateful for somebody, we're grateful for somebody, what do we do to translate our gratitude into deed? So let me give you a very concrete story that makes this case. There was a woman born, her name at birth was Mary Taylor. She was born in a remote province in rural China because her parents were missionaries, Christian missionaries in China. And she spends her first nine years in freedom in rural China, and then it's 1941, it's December the 8th, 1941, the day after Pearl Harbor, and the Japanese control this rural province of China. And the day after Pearl Harbor, the Japanese determine that Westerners in this province are enemy aliens. 
And so Mary Taylor, who's nine years old, is arrested by Japanese soldiers, and she's placed in a concentration camp with 2,000 other children. And she writes a memoir, and she describes the conditions. Suffice it to say that they're beyond deplorable. And now it's 1945. It's the day after Japan had surrendered to the Allies after the dropping of the atomic bombs. And American intelligence learns that the Japanese authorities who run this prison camp for 2,000 children are going to kill the 2,000 children. And so American paratroopers parachute in to this concentration camp for children. There are six American paratroopers. It's an important fact of the story. Plus a seventh person who is a Chinese interpreter. And Mary Taylor at this point is 13 years old. And she writes later that when she sees these Americans, it's like bronzed gods fly in from heaven to save me. She was 13 at the time. She's saved. All 2,000 children are saved by these bronzed gods who fly in from the heavens. And she decides then and there that, of course, she is grateful, but she needs to live her gratitude. Not just feel her gratitude, but live her gratitude, and her life project is going to be living her gratitude. And she does it in two very different ways. First way is she does all this research. Who was it who saved her? Who were these paratroopers? She wants to go and thank each one of them personally. So in 1997, she saved in 1945. This is a life work. In 1997, she starts flying around the country. Of the six paratroopers who had saved her, two had passed, four were still alive. She flies around the country going to four different cities to thank each of them. When I was 13 years old, you saved me. Thank you. And the, Japan, and the Chinese interpreter was a different matter. It would take her an additional 18 years to find this gentleman in China. And in the year 2016, she flies to his home in China. He is at this point 91 years old. And she says to him back in 1945, you were the Chinese interpreter. You saved my life. Thank you. That's part one. Here's part two. She remembers and writes about how this uh, concentration camp for children was a really hard place for children. And she was saved from this dark, hard place. And she decides, I want my life work to be to help young people who are caught up in a horrible, hard, dark place. And she finds this in Camden, New Jersey. In Camden, New Jersey, there's a youth center where young people are uh, housed until their court date. And when she gets there, she finds it in her words, in her memoir, a snake pit and a dangerous place and an unhealthy place. And she wants to turn this snake pit into a safe haven. She spends the next 30 years working at the Camden County Youth Center. She becomes the head of it. And she creates a place that takes young people who get housed there because they have legal problems. They're caught up in the criminal justice system. And she helps them learn character-building habits and life skills that will allow them to emerge from the criminal justice system and to go on and build a life that is peaceful, 
productive, happy. She teaches these kids, and she creates a system where others teach these kids. So, I mention her. Her name is now Mary Previty because she died last week. And when she died, the governor of New Jersey ordered that the flags of New Jersey were going to be at half-mass because here was a woman who lived through a concentration camp, and she was rescued, and she spent the rest of her days living out her gratitude, touching so many lives. That's Mary Previty. What about us? It is great that we feel gratitude, thanksgiving. The question is, what do we do about the gratitude that we feel? Long after thanksgiving is over, we have to be thinking, what do we do? So, uh, you love your parents. Your parents brought you into this world. They raised you with love. What do you do? You love your siblings. Your siblings have known you your whole life long, longer than anybody, longer than your spouse, your siblings. What do you do? You love your spouse. When you're with your spouse, you're home. Wherever you are, home. Loved for who you are. Grateful that you have. How do you show that? You're so grateful for your adult children. In between airport drop-off and pickup, you look around the Thanksgiving table. Wow. Our children have become wonderful, remarkable adults. How do you show that gratitude? Long after your last airport run is done, long after your last load of laundry is done, long after the last leftover is eaten, the spiritual homework of Thanksgiving continues. Take the gratitude that you feel and live it out. Take the gratitude that you feel and translate it into what matters most, deeds. Shabbat Shalom.